Welcome in. It's hour number two of the Bill Michael Show. We are live here on the network, and we are uh, fully on the network now. As uh, we are here at Rice uh, in Rice Lake, a Turtleback Golf Course, a tremendous place. All the celebrities have been announced. The golfers uh, are now heading off to uh, to their uh, carts, and uh, everybody is uh, going to start partaking in uh, a really fun day, a, a great day for a lot of the youth organizations here. A lot of the kids uh, are benefactors in all of this, and uh, you can see the people milling around behind me as uh, the gathering down below, which is where the camera is if you're watching on the live stream, uh, as everybody just uh, kind of dispersed, and now they're heading uh, back up the hill to the front of the golf uh, course, and they're going to climb in the golf carts and begin to take off. So interesting day, good day, uh, and the weather's good. It's not a bad day. It's a little cold. Uh, cool, I shouldn't say cold. It's a little cool. Uh, but it's going to warm up throughout the day. It's going to get up to about uh, the uh, the mid-70s today, I think. A little bit of a breeze out there. As you can see, the tablecloth kind of blowing blowing around a little bit. But uh, but everything should be good. And uh, no negative weather. It's uh, pretty much, uh, as far as the skies go and the smoke from yesterday, it's pretty much cleared, which is nice. Uh, the wind out, out of the uh, southeast, and it's blown that smoke more northward. So a lot of that smoke is gone today. So that's awesome. That's awesome. We were talking about the Brewers in the uh, last segment. The fact that the Brewers have lost six straight. They continue to founder, and they're uh, a game back behind Pittsburgh right now. Pittsburgh coming to town, beginning a three-game series tomorrow. So the Brewers can actually make up a little hay. All of a sudden, you get two wins over the weekend. You're you're back to even. You're good to go. And uh, and then you just kind of got the, uh, the, the race on from there. Uh, and one of the questions was, Mike said, the Cubs bought a World Series in 2016. Look at them now. And Mark, I, or Mike, I get it. I understand where they're at. They're a team that's in the midst of uh, a lot of anger, a rebuild. Uh, they've torn it down. They've blown out all the prospects, and they've spent all the money, and now they're just trying to regroup. But they won a World Series. They won a World Series, and you can't deny that. Can't deny that. They won a World Series. Wouldn't you take that? I mean, think about it. Wouldn't you take that? I I mean, I would. If you're a Brewers fan, you've never had a World Series win. I, I know you can point at the, uh, the Cubs and say, wow, look at where they're at now. They sold their soul to the devil. You do it in a heartbeat. The Rams did it a couple years ago. Sold their soul to the devil. Did it, won it, not looking back, not apologizing for it, and the fans get to say, look at what we won. You bet. Do that in a heartbeat. Do that in a heartbeat. I, I, I mean, I would. I know some people don't like it that way. But the days of the way the Yankees were doing it back in the uh, 90s and putting that, I mean, they had a hell of a run. They had a lot of good players come through the system. They piecemealed players around them. But they were, they were a juggernaut. And they had the right manager in Joe Torre. And it just, it all came together. Since then, it has been different teams and different winners um, for a long time now. 
for a long time now. So, I mean, you go through the list since what? Since, we'll just say since 2000, okay? Because the Yankees were so dominant, right? There was no, there was no, go go to 2000. The Yankees won it in 96. Uh, the Yankees won it in 98, 99, 2000. They had the three-peat. They fell and lost in 2001. But since then, the, the, the winners have been. Um, the winners of the World Series um, have been this. Uh, let's see here. Where, I lost my place. Okay, here we go. So the Diamondbacks, the Angels, the Marlins, the Red Sox, the White Sox, the Cardinals, the Red Sox, the Phillies, the Yankees, the Giants, the Cardinals, the Giants, the Red Sox, the Giants, the Royals, the Cubs, the Astros, the Red Sox, the Nationals, the Dodgers, the Braves, and the Astros. Now, the Red Sox have been prevalent. The Giants have been prevalent. The Cardinals have won a few. But you sprinkle in the Angels, the Marlins, the White Sox, the Phillies. Um, The Yankees have only won one, by the way. Since 2000, when, since since 2000 when they won, from t- 2001 through 2022, the the Yankees have only won one. Think about that. We look at the Yankees as the big bad Yankees, but they just haven't been. The Dodgers have been there a couple of times. The Mets have been there. The Cardinals uh, have been there. They haven't. They they didn't win every time. The Rangers have been there a couple of times. Detroit. Tampa Bay, Colorado, Houston. It's kind of those same teams. The Yankees have certainly been there. They went in 2001 and they went in 2003. They've had some success. But your mainstays have been San Francisco, the Dodgers, the Cardinals, the Red Sox. Who else am I missing? That's it, really. Otherwise, it's been it's kind of bounced around. Four teams have been relatively dominant in the last twenty three years, but it's it's not the Yankees. It, I will say this though: if you look at it, think about this: the Diamondbacks, bigger market, but we don't consider them a bigger market. We consider really more L.A., San Francisco, in in that division of the larger market teams. Arizona's one, Anaheim. They, they've been pretty much a joke ever since. Florida. Now there's Boston, big market. Uh, St. Louis. We consider St. Louis to be a bigger market, although they're really not, but a, a bigger market. Boston again. Philadelphia, bigger market. The Yankees won once, bigger market. Uh, there's San Francisco. Kansas City, nope. Chicago, the Cubs, you could certainly say bigger market. But that's the first time they, they've won it since Moses was a baby. My point being is it's bounced around. But the teams that have stayed steady on top of their division, like the Dodgers, like the Cardinals, like the Phillies, like the uh, uh, Red Sox, they're the ones that have spent money and developed a farm system because they've been consistent. Where the Brewers, I, I love the Brewers because they've developed their pitching, but they need to, they, the, the, what they needed to do was fortify the hitting. But as, as a Cubs fan, do you, do you not? Austin, you're a Cubs fan, right? You hate to admit it uh, on the air, but you're a Cubs fan, correct? Yes, I am. 
Okay. Did you grow up a Cubs fan? Yes. Okay. So the fact that they sold their soul to the devil, they went for it, they spent the money, they cultivated the young talent, they, they tore it down, they sucked for years, they drafted well, and then they won the World Series, and now they've blown it all up and look where they're at today. Was it worth it? Um, yeah, definitely for winning the World Series. I think, I mean, the front office has made mistakes since winning, but the 2016 was all worth it. Like It was 108 right. years in the making, so they kind of needed to go for it. They won it, and then they were there again. They were in some NLCSs. They were in the postseason prior to. So they had this this portion of success, and in that portion of success, they won a championship along the way. You wouldn't trade it for the world, would you? No. It was yeah, that, it was a good four years of success that did come to an end. And the, really, the beginning of the end was game 163 at Wrigley right. against the Brewers. But right. since so then, that's it's my been point. downhill. But my we point did win is, a World Series. No, I agree. My point is is that if you are a, a, a fan of the Brewers and you say, wow, look at the Cubs, I'd take what the Cubs did in a heartbeat just to win a World Series. You've never, ever won one in the history of the franchise. So just to be able to say you won a World Series and you can put your name there, do it in a heartbeat. No problem. i do it in a heartbeat. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. You want to hit us up? Feel free and give me a shout. But I, I can't imagine that there will be one Brewers fan out there that wouldn't say, I would I would suck for a decade if we could just win one. If we could just win one. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. You can see the golfers behind me all taken off, heading out to, uh, to parts unknown, whatever hole they are starting on as they continue to stream past. But golf tournament out here just now getting underway as uh, the Rice Lake Celebrity Tournament is uh, raising, they raise a ton of money, over $125,000 a year for uh, children's charities all, all throughout the area. So really, really, really good stuff. 877-867-1670. I'm, I'm just interested. If you're a Brewers fan, would you not, not take this in a heartbeat? Uh, Dustin says, hey, Bill, I know this uh, Milwaukee's a small market, and I believe if they go all in, sell everything that they can get the players they need. And if they win a World Series, do you think it would make Milwaukee into a better market? Uh, yep. Yep, I I believe that 100%. One, one, 100%. It, it would just – it changes the perspective. It just does. Uh, Christopher says, as a Cubs fan, I couldn't be happier with the way they run the organization. Three straight NLC, uh, NLCS appearances, four straight years of making the postseason, several division titles capped off with a World Series title in 2016. It's been one great ride. I, If the Brewers would do that, I'd be ecstatic. The problem is when you go you go back and you start to look and you say, okay, when you, when you look at the, the you know the the ALCS and the NLCS and you look at the list of champions, the Brewers had and um, in the NLCS you you had an opportunity, and it it was you know go back to 2018, you know 2018, the Brewers lost Game Seven. That was their best opportunity to play in the Dodgers. Brewers fell in game seven. Um, 49th season for the Brewers. 21st in the National League. 50th overall. 
And the Brewers clinched a playoff berth for the first time since 2011. They beat the Cubs, remember, in the NL in the National League Central tiebreaker. They won the division in St. Louis. It was just this magical run. They got all the way through into the uh, NLCS, and they, they had an opportunity. And Cody Bellinger was on fire, and they had their version of the MVP, and our version of the MVP went quietly into that good night. That was it. That was their shot. So when you talk about relevancy, the fact that the Brewers have been getting into the postseason, they've been knocking on that door, and then they finally got there. What happened, what the difference between the Cubs and the Brewers was, the Cubs won it. They got there, and then they won it. And the Brewers missed out by one game. Missed out by one game. And it was it was pit, Dodgers pitching that beat Brewers hitting. Brewers had nothing. Nothing. Because uh, all their big bats were silent. And that was it. I think that was their best shot at getting to a World Series at that point in time. They had it all going for them. 877-867-1670. Find us. Would love to get your discussion on this. Again, 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Uh, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We're going to come back and uh, just kind of continue the discussion. Also, Coming up at the bottom of the hour, we're going to hear from Jordan Love. Okay, we're going to hear from Jordan Love, and then I want to get into a bit of a discussion. Unless we get, uh, you know, a celebrity two that comes by the table. But what I want to get into a bit of a discussion because there is a concern. There is a concern. And uh, we'll get into that coming up here in just a little bit as well. Uh, let's do this. Uh, got to say thanks to our friends at uh, Hog Alley, Stoley's Hog Alley out in Lake Country, but more so Stoles Old 109 up in Watertown. Why? because they are the second-to-last stop on the motorcycle ride this year, and they've got plenty of space. They've got a great facility, great bar, great people. Jeff and Alicia, they're the owners, and they're just wonderful. They're bikers themselves, great, great people, and just a lot of fun to be around and say hello to. But uh, they just have a terrific reputation. They wanted to be a part of the ride this year. So we said, you know what, let's do this. And between all the televisions and the music and such that they have and the patio they have and the deck out back and the space, it was a no-brainer. Stoll's Old 109 up in Watertown on County Road R. Thanks to them. Also, don't forget, you can see all the posters and such and even see the QR code simply by uh, stopping into Stoley's Hog Alley and uh, picking up a flyer or maybe scanning one of the flyers and using the QR code and getting in right there on Venice Beach Road in Oconomowoc. Stay tuned. we got more of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome to Palo Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. May I take your order? I'd like nine windows, please. Of course. All our products are custom made just for you. I'm hoping they'll match my home. Of course they can. Have it your way. Excuse me? We're talking about windows, right? Yes, we customize any decor. Our design options are virtually limitless, even more customized than your coffee. So you're like my personal barista for windows and doors. Exactly. And you couldn't have picked a better time because if you customize your order by August 31st, you can bundle and save big. Good deal. That was easy. Thank you. Drive through. Pella's premium wood windows and patio doors feature distinguished craftsmanship and nearly endless possibilities. Bundle and save when you customize your order by August 31st at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Visit PellaWI.com. 
have you. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Great Lakes Dragway. There's a lot of stuff going on. Car racing for dad this weekend. You've got uh, the Indy cars where we're going to be tomorrow. We're going to be out at Road America, and they're going to be screaming through Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin. You've got the ASAs running at the Milwaukee Mile, and you've got uh, dragsters down at Great Lakes Dragway, the oldest continuously operating track in the world, right in Union Grove, Wisconsin. Call them 262-302-2138 for the events, season passes, and tickets. Go to GreatLakesDragaway.com. That's GreatLakesDragaway.com. This hour locally sponsored by our friends at Todd's Ready Mix. As a matter of fact, Todd is uh, playing in the tournament today, and uh, his company has put up some money to uh, help the kids in the area here at Todd's Ready Mix. For all your landscaping, driveway, and ready mix needs right here in Rice Lake and the surrounding areas, see my friends Todd and the gang over there at Todd's Ready Mix. And I've been doing their spots up here for uh, for a while now. Love those guys. Good people. Thanks to them for uh, sponsoring the program as well. But good stuff. Uh, 877-867-1670. That's the phone number. Um, by the way, Ted, how are we looking? Mark says it's 60 over in Eau Claire today. And uh, this is uh, from Mark who also says, I love IndyCar, by the way. Uh, Tim says, I've seen interviews where Atanasio says he was a baseball fan, and this is why he purchased the team. His actions show he is more of a fan than of making money. How do you, how do you, how do you mean that? More of a fan than making money. What do you mean? Because some will say, no, he's made quite a bit of money. Now, the whole thing about the earnings of the team versus the value of the team, earning is one thing because that's money that you actually put in the bank. The value of the team, you don't get, you know, the value of the team may be worth, you know, a billion bucks from where he bought the team at 250 million bucks. But remember, until you sell the team, you don't put that money in your pocket. You, it's not like you're sitting on it. You don't have it. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's it's your house may be valued from you bought it at 100000 It may be valued at 400000 But you don't have 400000 in the bank until you actually sell the house. And then you get your 300000 profit. You know, you know what I mean? You don't have that ability. 877-867-1670. So uh, I get it, but you don't you don't have that money. Uh, our buddy Bob says, Bill, ta- talking about the Brewers being forgettable, it brought uh, my thoughts back to the expansion days. When it was a no-name team, I'm wondering if our current team batting average is better than our first year as an expansion team. Uh, great cigar dinner in lacrosse, by the way, in a few weeks ago, and looking forward to the next one in August. Bob, you to Maine. Uh, boy, that's a great question. Austin, see if you can dig up the Milwaukee Brewers' first year in existence and see what their team batting average was to see what it is now. If you could do that for me, let me know. You can track that down. I, it's a little tough for me to do. Uh, our buddy Steve says, I'm probably one of the only Brewers fans that think the glass is still half full. The injuries have piled up, and it shouldn't be long before you start getting some of the key players back. Brewers team ERA is 412, which is not bad. Fourth best in the National League. The problem, obviously, is the bats. They are 26th in the majors, second worst in the National League at 227 batting average. They also rank second from last in the National League in scoring runs per game. Uh, Miami is last with 3.97 runs per game. If Matt Arnold and Craig Council truly 
use the analytics. It shouldn't be long before we see a new bat or two on this team with the way that uh, Adamas is stinking it up at the plate. Would he be a trade candidate? I think uh, his leadership and dugout presence uh, might – I like it, but it might be time to part ways. Your thoughts. And that's our buddy Steve listening to us in Richfield. The problem with when a guy starts to stink, what you're going to do is you're going to trade for a guy that stinks. And what you're trying to do is then say both guys need just grass is greener on the different side of the fence. That's what you're hoping for. Because you're not going to trade them away to get something great in return. Unless you have naked farm animal pictures of a general manager, right? So you're not going to have that. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I don't think you would have to trade him and prospects or whatever to get somebody more viable, right? So uh, it's kind of kind of where I'm at in trading Willie Adamas. But, but I agree with you. It's not been good, to say the very least. 877-867-1670. You can track us down and uh, give us a call. Phone lines wide open. Let's go to uh, let's go to Stan listening to us in Milwaukee. Stan, how you doing today, man? What's going on? What's happening? I don't know. I just heard a, a noise. I, I'm okay. Go ahead. You're on the air, Stan. Go ahead. All right. Here's the situation. I uh, I've been thinking. Uh, Greg Castle was the assistant to General Manager Doug Melvin, and then Greg moved into the the manager spot. And I know he wants to watch his boys play baseball. What if he was promoted to general manager? He could watch his uh, his boys play baseball, have a cell phone handy, and he wouldn't have to travel with the team. Does that make sense to you? He could. Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate the phone call, Stan. Uh, yeah, he could. He could. He could do that. Um, if if that's what he would want to do, and if that's what Mark Antanasio would want to make him uh, as a general manager, you have. You know, I don't. I mean, I don't know if you've, and I know it's movie and it's Hollywood. But if you watch the movie, you know, Moneyball, with Billy Bean, um, and Billy Bean really didn't go to games. He just did nothing but try to cultivate talent and try to find numbers to back up what it is his objective was. And you try to find specific numbers to have specific players in a specific position to say, okay, we know we're going to need to score. 947 runs throughout the season if we're going to end up winning 90 games. So you're trying to put enough guys on base and enough guys that can cross the plate to accommodate the 900-something runs. It's nothing more than that. And uh, in the meantime, you try to get you know some decent arms. So I don't know if Council would look at it that way or if he would be an observer of talent in the sense that he has to see it up close and personal. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that's even what he would want to do. Craig's been in baseball since he was a little kid. And I don't know him uh, to where I could tell you what's in his mind. Um, I He's been on two championship teams. He knows what it takes to win. He knows what it takes to be great. He he knows the money that needs to be spent, the pitching you need to have, the hitters you need to have, the clubhouse you need to have. He's been a part of it, and he could be looking at it as, one, do we have that in Milwaukee? And if we don't, what am I doing? You know, am I am I beating my head against the wall? Am I am I am I going to be able to fulfill my promise to bring a championship to the city of Milwaukee, or does he look at it and say, you know what, I've been in baseball a long time, I'm getting you know upwards of 40 years old, 50 years old, and I just want to see my kids play. I want to go 
and enjoy baseball and not have to be a part of baseball. And maybe it's just time for me to, you know, enjoy the fruits of my labor for so many years. I, I don't know. I don't know what he wants to do. By the way, so statistically speaking, as a team right now, as a team right now, uh, I want to get into this because uh, Major League Baseball, okay, we'll do the stats here. When you look at uh, when you look at teams, and um, when you look at uh, batting leaders, and all of Major League Baseball, the uh, Milwaukee Brewers right now team batting average is two twenty nine, two twenty nine. That ranks twenty sixth in all of Major League Baseball. 26th. Austin tells me that the Brewers batting average the first year in existence, 1970, was 242. They are worse now than they were then as a team. 229 today, 242 then. Good work by Austin, man. Good stuff. Let's do this. We're going to step out. We're going to take a quick break, come back. And uh, I want to get into some of the Jordan Love comments. That's coming up. Stay tuned for that. And uh, then we're going to continue on with uh, some other discussion regarding the Brewers a little bit later on. But I do want to hear uh, from Jordan Love. And then there is uh, a genuine, um, I'm going to say a good discussion last night, we'll say. That might be the best way to put it. Good discussion last night. Thanks to our friends at Boondocks Barbecue Burgers and Brews on County Road K in Oconomowoc. They are not only a great place to go and eat uh, out there in the Stone Bank area, and with tre- tremendous service and good good beverages. But they are also going to have the food truck at the end of the motorcycle ride coming up on Sunday, September 3rd. And we're really looking forward to their participation this year, their help, their assistance. And, and Tom and his staff are just just awesome, wonderful people to talk to, wonderful people to hang out with, but also very much that they step up and uh, they uh, they are going to help us out. So we appreciate that as well. Stay tuned. we got more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Uh, got a nice note uh, a little while ago. Uh, one of our guys was out in uh, lacrosse for the cigar dinner, and one of the great places we love to go on whenever we're out there, and that is always our friends over there at Buzzard Billy's and Starlight Lounge on Pearl Street in lacrosse. And Buzzard Billy's opened September 1997, and it was formerly just a big 1860s brick hotel, beautiful building, and then upstairs the Starlight Lounge which is kind of a 50s-style cocktail lounge. That's located on the second floor. And I've always said, uh, whenever you're upstairs and you're having a cocktail, that's you're just waiting for, like, Dean Martin and Frank Sinatra and everybody to come walking out of the back and start singing songs. It's just such a cool place, such a neat place, downtown uh, La Crosse. But uh, that's what Buzzard Billy's and the Starlight Lounge, both big supporters of the motorcycle ride that we have coming up on Sunday, September 3rd. So Jordan Love, let's start out with him. And uh, because I, I've got some discussion from last night that I want uh, to get into with you, Love talks about just overall how he thinks OTAs and the camp is gone. Um, it's been good. I think it's been a lot of progress being made. Um, obviously, we got all the installs in, pretty much our whole playbook's in right now. So um, just getting all that in, letting the young guys kind of learn, see everything, 
go through it kind of twice. Um, but it's been good. It's been a lot of progress. So, overall, you know, it's, it's you know, he thinks it's been good progress. But what, what are kind of the plans now, you know, that uh, the mini camp has come to an end? You've got training camp on the horizon. What are his plans right now between now and the end of July? Yeah, um, pretty much just go back train, um, do a little stuff here and there. But for the most part, I'll be training and uh, just working to get, you know keep my body right and uh, keeping you know pretty much all the training I've been doing so far. Just keep it going. Will, it, will you get throw with any of the guys or just kind of go their separate ways? No, I'll try and throw with as many guys as I can for sure. Now. Yesterday, uh, the practice ended rather ugly. A couple of interceptions. It's not the way you wanted to end the practice. Mike Clemens came on with us, and he said, look, it's really weird. They're running some plays that you thought might they might be running to try to bolster the confidence and the connection between Love and the receivers. And the ball was sailing, and, um, and, and that was kind. What Mike said on the air was basically giving you the facts, okay? They're – there's a, a discussion that's below the current, that's below the surface, that just says, look, you know, he's progressed. Has he gotten better from the day he walked through the door? Yeah. But it's he's still light years away. Light years away. So when he was asked specifically, do you have to call these guys? Do you got to call up these receivers? Do you got to get on the same page? Do you got to call these guys just to be able to get together to practice? No, you got you kind of got to organize it. Just let people know where you're at, um, and just kind of let people play off that whenever they can. Make time to get out there. Um, yeah. So, how will this June and July be different from him than in the past years as the quarterback of the Packers? Um, I don't think it looks different at all. Um, same thing, just training, getting back to it, staying in the book. Pretty much, like I said, just continuing the progression I've made so far. Just keep it going. It's one thing to be called a team leader because you're the quarterback. It's another thing to be the team leader because you've earned it. So how much has his role as, quote, a team leader, how much has it changed? How has it been so far now that he is the quarterback of the Packers? It's, it's gone good. I don't try and do too much about it. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's going to take time to, you know, grow into that role. Um, but I just try and keep taking it day by day. Um, and like I said, being a voice that, you know, guys come to me, ask questions. And I'm, I'm, I'm still young as well. So, like, I ask, you know, all the vets questions all the time. Um, but I don't try and do too much, really, with that role. Um, then you had guys like Russell Douglas, Jay Alexander. They didn't come to the the you know the OTAs, uh, the voluntary stuff. Those guys, you know, Jair Alexander especially, he's kind of a he's a different cat. He does his own stuff, and he's happy now that uh, you know the minicamp's over because guys will leave town. He's glad to be getting into the practice facility all by himself and doing his own work and doing his own thing. But Love was asked after they skipped the OTAs, what's it like having quality veteran fast corners like Rasul and Jair back yeah no it's been great obviously having Ja back um but uh yeah I mean you're going against you know you get him and Sewell back those are two league's top corners right there so um it's great for the receivers it's great for me it's great for everybody just you know seeing the competition you're going against the best of the best right there so um just having that great competition you know 
it's going to make everybody better. Uh, and you get, you know, you get challenged a little bit more. But, uh, it, it, like I said, it just makes everybody better. Uh, he was asked about Jair because Jair picked him off. And he, uh, and he kind of celebrated a little bit uh, off of the pass that was intended for Christian Watson at the end of practice. And, and Jordan Love was asked about that. Yeah, he always does. You know, he, he made a really good play, though. He baited me into it. Um, and, you know, like I said, made a really good play. But uh, we would have tackled him down and got the ball back. Did you learn more from the throw or from him chirping and your response to that? No, you learn from the throw and the decision. Um, and then, you know, we talked about it after. Um, kind of just got his thoughts on it, what he was seeing. Um, and, you know, that, that kind of just being able to talk to him after and get feedback, it, it's going to make me better as well. So, um, you know, although, you know, many camps culminated, it's come to an end. He said, look, we, we had a really good turnout this year as far as all the different workouts and OTAs and all this stuff uh, regarding the mini camps and stuff all spring. Just getting, like, throughout all the OTAs, we had a good amount of people here. Um, we were only missing a couple of people throughout the whole time. Um, but I think we compete as a team. Everybody competes every day, day in and day out. It doesn't matter who's here. Um, you know, make the most of that opportunity you have. Obviously, for other guys that, you know, might be getting more reps, it's great for them as well. But, uh, yeah, like I said, man, we compete every day. So, I don't think it really changes much. But having those guys here helped this week. Then uh, there's Tom Clements. Tom Clements is not only working with Jordan Love primarily, but now he's working with Danny Etling. He's also working with Sean Clifford. So how has it been working out with those guys? Yeah, I mean, we have a – I think we have a great quarterback room. We're all, we're all pretty close. You know, obviously bringing Sean in, we've all got close um, pretty quickly. But um, they've done a great job as well. Um, you know, we compete every day as a quarterback room, um, doing individual drills, things like that. And then um, obviously we're in the meeting – um, being able to watch everything and talk through it, it you know, just hearing different things um, makes us all better. Another guy that's getting a good look is, um, you know, Danny Etling's second year in the room, Sean Clifford, obviously. But how has it been with Danny Etling's second year as a backup? Yeah, I mean, uh, Danny's great. Um, obviously, he's been around the league for a while. He's seen a lot of different things. Um, and, uh, you know, he obviously he's been in the system now for a year or so. Uh, you know, he's familiar with offense as well, so we, we can talk. And um, it's not like he's learning the offense as we're trying to talk through stuff. So he has that kind of next-level experience with it, and it's it's great. Uh, also, uh, he was asked, you know, with, uh, you know, camp now being over, the mini camp, and now you've got some time between now and the start of training camp, but has there been a list of specific things that Matt LaFleur came to him with or Tom Clements came to him with and said, hey, you need to go away, you need to do this, uh, you, you, there's things that you need to work on. Is there a list of specific things that either of those two or both of those two have asked him to concentrate on in the off season? Yeah, I mean, we talk about things all the time. You know, right when we get here, we go over kind of a, a POA, um, points of emphasis that we kind of want to attack throughout the off season, and then we'll do it again when we break. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different points we, we want to attack. You know, throwing on the run was kind of a big, a big point we wanted to hit this off season, and we did a lot of drills at the beginning. Um, I think we improved at that, but uh, you know I'm always working on my game, working on little things I see on film that you know maybe I missed a throw, um, maybe I moved in the pocket and my feet weren't set, and just trying to refine all those little things. Um, yeah. And then before, uh, last but not least, some of the NFL players all around the league look. Uh, people post their workouts on social media and what they're doing, and you know what is his, you know the the personal workouts. What are his workouts like? Yeah, I mean, I think this 
time right here that we have together is is the most important time because that's you know the actual football. You're here with everybody. You got coaches that can you know give their feedback on the side, um, and then I think everything we do outside in the off season um, is all kind of just extra stuff. It's I don't think you get the same level of work that you get while you're here, but uh, it all you know it all pays off when you can get together and work. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't get too caught up in you know oh we got all these guys out here like it, it, it's great you know it's it's always great if you can get that extra work but uh i don't think that will define the season if you can't get that so there you go that is um that was jordan love and yesterday did not end on a high note and as you're sitting here in my position last night i'm sitting at a table and i, I posted this over on the facebook fan page but there's Jan Stenerud, there's Lynn Dickey, there's Paul Kaufman, there's David Whitehurst, uh, Charlie Kaufman, um, Paul Kaufman, uh, Dave Robinson, and, and Marv Fleming. I'm, I'm sitting there talking to all these guys last night, and they all look at and analyze love differently. Whitehurst, Charlie Whitehurst looked at him one way. David Whitehurst looked at him another David Robinson looked at him as a defender. And David Robinson's biggest concern was when he went back and looked at his highlight reel, he said, I don't see maize and blue. I don't see Buckeyes. I don't see Gators. I don't see Alabama. I don't see Auburn. I don't see Oklahoma. I don't see any of those cats coming after this guy. And he was okay, but he wasn't great. And then David Whitehurst starts to talk about him and say, well, what I saw in the game against Philadelphia was better than what we saw in the game against Kansas City. And remember, Paul and Lynn Dickey and those guys live in Kansas City. But they said, still doesn't look right. And, um, you know, the the, uh, slow decision to throw the football. And splitting half the field. And you can see a lot of things that they do for young guys, which is kind of the stuff that we had talked about. And I said, look, they're probably going to roll him out more, put him on the move more, use his athleticism, cut down on the entire field so he doesn't have to look at the entire field. He doesn't have to feel pressure coming from both sides. There's a lot of things they can do to help him out. And you would assume that's what they're going to do. But there, there is the simple throws seem to be problematic at times. And the the word they used was, he reminds me a lot of Brett Hundley. Looked the part, could roll out, could run, had some athleticism, but just there were simple throws, simple things that just didn't do well and didn't do quick enough. Now, whether that comes with time, we'll have to wait and see. But it, interesting stuff. So here's my question, I guess, for where we're going, is when you start to make a judgment, and there's, there's already these eyebrows raised of concern. And I've tried to, while I've been steadfast in my argument from the very beginning, saying I didn't like the pick, wasn't a fan of it, um, and, and I hope that he plays well, there's others that are now looking around with a different eye than I, a much different eye than I have, saying, mm, I don't think this is going to end well. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy thoughts eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. If you want to give us a shout, do it. I'd love to get your thoughts on this. Hey, gotta say thanks to our friends 
at JL Tire Service. Uh, they are right out there in uh, Watertown and in Johnson Creek. Boulder Road in Watertown, just above 94 at the Johnson Creek exit. You can actually see them from the highway, as a matter of fact. I want to say thanks for voting them the best tire dealer. So whether it's uh, cruising around in the minivan, the small coupe, or all the way up to a big rig, they've got facilities to handle everybody. That's JL Tire and Service Center, big contributors, big supporters, helpers, if you will, with uh, the Fisher House. And whether it's the golf outing or the motorcycle ride, go to JNLTire.com. That's JNLTire.com. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show live here in Rice Lake. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome to Palo Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. May I take your order? I'd like nine windows, please. Of course. All our products are custom made just for you. I'm hoping they'll match my home. Of course they can. Have it your way. Excuse me? We're talking about windows, right? Yes, we customize any decor. Our design options are virtually limitless. Even more customized than your coffee. So you're like my personal barista for windows and doors. Exactly. And you couldn't have picked a better time because if you customize your order by August 31st, you can bundle and save big. Good deal. That was easy. Thank you. Drive through. Pella's premium wood windows and patio doors feature distinguished craftsmanship and nearly endless possibilities. Bundle and save when you customize your order by August 31st at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Visit PellaWI.com. They snagged him off the golf course. David Whitehurst sitting here. We were just sitting here talking about you. And I, I was talking about last night, and I was listening to you and David Robinson go back and forth talking about Jordan Love and the way that you look at a quarterback versus the way that a defender looks at a quarterback and and how to how to judge. How would you judge uh, as far as time-wise goes to say, hey, whether this guy's got it or doesn't? Well, it's hard to say. Um, either he has it or he doesn't. We're going to find out, I think, pretty soon. Uh, we've been spoiled the last, uh, what, 35 years with uh, right. two fantastic quarterbacks. And uh, it's, it's a hard act to follow. Um, I think he's got all the tools. Um, I know Lynn and I were talking earlier about it today. And, you know, if, if they can run the football and play good defense and ask him to throw 25 passes a game, play action type stuff, and, you know, stay ahead of the change. Uh, I think he'll be very successful. Um, you know, once again, I think he's got all the tools. I think he's got a great arm. I know he's smart mentally. He's going to be – he's ready. He's had uh, – been mentored uh, by Aaron for in, and watched him play and how he handles situations. And, um, I mean, how can you have a better teacher than that? Right. Yeah, mentally, somebody that's almost like a savant when it comes to the game of football anyway. So to be able to see what he sees in so many different aspects, got to be a help, no doubt. Well, you got to be prepared. You know, you never know when it's your turn to, to go in. I, I know it happened to me uh, with uh, when Lynn got hurt and I had to go in. And I, I know the first ball game is funny. We were playing the Saints, and uh, he said, okay, we just did uh, pregame warm-up. And he said, uh, all right, Dave, I want you to, I want you to call the – call the boot, bootleg plays that we have. And I said, ah, far right, boot right, <laughs> my hooks. And Lynn said, ah. 
he went off on me like you wouldn't believe. And uh, he says, you may have to play. And uh, you got to be able to call the play right. in the huddle. And and uh, so the next week at practice, it only happened one time. Right. Because I said, how do you do it, Lynn? And you take that game plan, you write it down three or four times on, on you know, uh, Wednesday night when you have the whole game plan a couple times on Thursday night just so that you know and then you draw up every pass. And it, it becomes repetitive, but, you know, that's what – allows you to be, at least not be thinking right you know out there and and uh and reacting so uh I, i'm i'm pulling for him let's put it that way yeah. I, I you know i think a lot of people are how are you hitting them today you yeah i made a couple good shots yeah. so i made a good chip and we birdied uh uh number nine here and i i we used my tee shot on a par three so <laughs> but it but we didn't knock it in it was about 20 18 feet away but yeah. uh playing okay okay good good to see you as always man it's always like a fun reunion when we all the, get together this is a great place and what they've done for this community and uh, tom Kozer and they've invited my son and paul kaufman's son it's yeah. fantastic no doubt david whitehurst appreciate you stopping by man i appreciate it and we'll uh, see you out there thanks Bill. there you go we're gonna go and take a quick break stay tuned we got a lot more of the bill michael show it's coming up at rice lake and turtleback golf course we'll be back right after this